0: Sports, sports, sports. howdy,
1: Ags, AP here from the tailgate, home of Aggie football, uh, brought to you by David Coffin PLC, Tax Controversy and Litigation Lawyers, the only tax controversy and litigation lawyers in Brian Call Station. Don't forget to email us at axtailget at gmail.com. Leave us some commentary on the YouTube channel. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube. First things first, I just want to throw out a little apology to the viewers. Uh, to our last podcast, the video was quite poor. We are going through transition some equipment, cameras, computers, all kinds of stuff, the mic, whatever. Uh, today's will be a lot better. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Uh, So, folks, hang hang in there with us. Um, I think this should be a better episode. Uh, Today, Corey, let's start off. Let's get a little commentary from some of the folks, some things that people said on on the YouTube channel. Yep. Giga Maggie's. uh, He feels that Foster's still recovering, says, and and getting better. We talked about that. He got better as the game went along. Yeah. He also says Wyckoff is a good backup. I, I would like to say that, Look, Wyckoff was playing just as good as Foster. It was not him with the majority of the issues here. Um, it was more from the guard perspective, so that's one thing. And then he also thinks that uh, Max is going to do a little bit better once the uh, wide receivers get back this weekend. We hope so. I mean, obviously, your starting wide, uh, one of your starting wide receivers, one of your most explosive guys, should help him. I will say, you know, it's not like they were lacking explosive wide receivers, so I'm not sure how much that's gonna that's gonna help. But at least that he's gonna create more separation than a guy like Price or or Lane, right? Well, I mean, yeah, you get more talent around him, he's gonna be better. Yeah, Anyways. absolutely. Uh, Nuking God, our Miami listener. Uh, sorry about that Miami prediction, uh, Nuking. Uh, you're you lost. Uh, aftermarket Consulting wonders whether we are Aggie fans at all. Hmm. Uh, apparently. You know, he doesn't really listen much to the podcast. I guess he thought we were the most negative thing he's ever heard. I will say that after an App State loss, there wasn't a whole lot of positive things to talk about.
0: However, if he listened to the show, we did predict that the Aggies were <laughs> we going to win that game. We did predict the Aggie win, and we were really close to the, the total. You know? that's we really close.
1: As far as the weather in Austin, which is what he was wanting to know about, um, I Googled it. I think... It's hot. There you go. Yeah. Uh, a couple of things I want to start off with today, Corey. You know, we are big-time fans of the Aggies, and, you know, we listen to some text action time oh, yeah. to time, and there's a couple of narratives that they go through. Oh, oh Nuno uh, and uh, Billy sort of get into this a little bit that I don't really find – are on point. So one of the things that they talked about with regards to this defense last week was saying that this defense was back to wrecking crew. No. Uh, let's be clear, they were not the wrecking crew last week. No. Did they play well? Yes. Did, did, they, did Miami help them out on some situations? Yes. Did they keep them out of the end zone? Yes.
0: But let's not go wrecking crew. A pin but not break is not wrecking crew. Correct. Wrecking crew is... Getting in the backfield, causing havoc, causing chaos, Causing Make- turnovers. Exactly, and that's what we haven't seen yet. And that, I mean, I think it's coming. But you think it would come against Sam, against yeah. uh, App State, and maybe Miami. The other narrative that they had in talking about this game is Miami's good. Let me let me give
1: my opinion on that. You know, we don't we don't know a ton about them. We've seen them obviously for three weeks. We saw them a lot last this past week against the Aggies, obviously. I think Miami
0: is a flawed team, and by the end of the year, they'll have several losses. Yeah, I don't. I mean, they might be a top-level ACC team, but in the SEC, they're uh, below average, I believe. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they would lose to, I think, Mississippi State, Arkansas, Kentucky, possibly LSU. Uh, who else is over there? Uh, Florida. Tennessee. Tennessee. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's hard to say that they're a good team. Maybe, I mean, if that's ACC, yeah, they're good, yeah. Uh,
1: another big talking point of theirs is that window not window Jimbo wins big games and uh, yes he has won some big games. There's no there's no no denying that. But every game becomes a big game. You know if you yeah. look at last year a big win again in a big game against Alabama. Yes, but but when you lose to Arkansas, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and LSU. You those can't exactly games. go through the and just say, "Hey, he wins big games," or "big games at home" is another thing that they're talking about, right? But exactly. it it doesn't really add up in those situations. Now, you know, his first year they had the big win. I think that was was at Kentucky the first year that was pretty mm-hmm. well ranked. Yeah, yeah. It, so there are some wins there, but there there's plenty of unnecessary losses. Of, uh, it was it 19? They lost to Auburn. You know, like that. Uh, teams that aren't as good there's plenty of losses in that category as well yeah uh they also sort of start you know it's this idea that there's no deep threat without without stewart in the in the roster or in the ball game, right and i don't know where this is coming from but this narrative is everywhere we're seeing it in the commentary that we're getting we're seeing it from other media sources and everything else the fact of the matter is that Anayas is probably the biggest producer of big plays on this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, A-Chain is another guy that you can get out there, you know, and if you want to put him in the slot or run him out of backfield, he can produce some big explosive plays, obviously the fastest guy on the team. But Yokeith Brown is another guy that's had some explosive plays. You know, there, there's other guys. We've seen Preston and Muhammad both create big plays on offense, and they weren't on the field at all. The fact of the matter is that it's Jimbo's play calling that's been the most consistent thing that shows us
0: that we don't get as many big plays, not the guys that are out there wide receiver. You put these Aggie receivers on Tennessee's team right now, the way Tennessee throws the ball around and gets players open, they're having huge seasons. You put those Tennessee receivers on our team, they're doing the same thing they're doing right now. It's Absolutely. It's play calling. It's all play calling. It is. And that's what kills me. I mean, Michael and Stoops are doing a lot more with a lot less than what we're doing. That's what that's what frustrates us.
1: Yeah. Uh, another another sort of one of their narratives is you know getting Foster back was the big reason for improvement on the offensive line. You know I've said it on multiple occasions. The center has n- has not been the issue. You know was he he wasn't great in week one. He got better in week two. He's just as good as Foster in week in week two that Foster was in week three. Um, the problem with that offensive line has been the guard play, and putting Moko in there, starting Moco, was actually a bigger factor this coming this last week
0: than the Foster edition. So that's that's it's, another. Th- it's not even that. Like we talked about last episode, was it's the play calling? They're putting the offensive yep. line in bad situations. I mean, they're loading the box up, and you try to run it at them. And you only got five against six. It's not going to work. I mean, it's just it's not rocket science.
1: Yeah. So moving in transition over to what we got coming over this week, right? Mm-hmm. And this is, speaking of big games, probably the biggest game of the season, at least for this week. Right. Because we said it last week, right? At this point in time, after a loss to App every game is the biggest game of the season. Last week, it was, it was Miami. Mm-hmm. This week, it's Arkansas. There's no other game that matters other than this one. This is the biggest one. Right. Um, and so Arkansas is going to come in, we're at Jerry World in DFW, mm-hmm. 6 p.m. start, A&M is favored by two points, opened up at minus six, by the way, Yeah. Uh, over under 48 and a half. So, you know, they, folks at this point are probably pushing towards Arkansas, oh, right? Big time, big time. If the pushing line towards starts Arkansas. at six
0: and goes down to two, that's a that's a lot of money going towards mm-hmm. Arkansas if it goes down four points. Um, and as we look at this Arkansas team, one of the things that
1: look—they're undefeated. They they beat Cincinnati thirty-one twenty-four. They beat South Carolina forty-four to thirty. And then this past week, everybody's looking at this matchup this past week against Missouri State, where the score was thirty-eight to seven. They were down all the way into the fourth quarter, and folks are saying, "Well, Arkansas is not as good as advertised." First of all. They've got two wins over teams that may be just as good as Miami, probably, and Cincinnati probably better. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. Those two wins, by the way, were not even as close as the score show. Right. Yeah. Arkansas I don't know those games. Cincinnati was up thirty-one to fourteen midway through the fourth against Cincinnati. Arkansas, Arkansas was. Arkansas yeah. was up 31-14, right. You know, and they and Cincinnati got a little bit of some scores late. Right. Right. South Carolina, it was 35 to 16 mid-fourth quarter, and they got some scores late. Right. You go look at the Missouri State game, they've played two teams that are a lot better than the folks that we've played. And they come into Missouri State. I'm sure they sort of took their pedal off their, their foot right. off the pedal. Right. Right. They were looking ahead a little bit, not necessarily looking ahead day and then, but definitely discounting who Missouri State was. They had no turnovers in those first two games, by the way, when they were focused and dialed in. Um, And then in the Missouri State game, they had two fumbles and an interception. The interception, by the way, not J.K.'s fault. Or Or K.J.'s fault. Uh, It went right off his tight end's hands into the defensive back's hands. Right. Um, So three turnovers, and all of a sudden it was a game into the
0: fourth quarter. Well, they buckled down in the fourth quarter and went and took, uh, took care of business. Right. Right. That's the only thing that slowed down the offense was the turnovers. Yeah. Now, the defense had some question marks against Missouri State. They did. And, and we'll get into some of the issues with their defense. But I'll tell you this. The other, the,
1: you know, as you look at, you know, everybody's talking about that defense in general. And they've allowed some passing yards. Once again, those first two games, a lot of those passing yards came late. Right. Right. So. teams are behind. They're trying to catch up. Correct. Right. And, and they're, they're playing probably playing a, a little bit prevent, less. Yeah,
0: more prevent, Less aggressive defense. Right. Yeah.
1: So all those things come into play, let me tell you, and I went back and, and watched, uh, watched this Arkansas team, and I, I still come away pretty impressed. Uh, look, offensively, offensively, especially against Missouri State, they, they started out, and this is what they do, right? They, they, they don't do personnel. They've got, a, they've got a tight end that they feel very comfortable splitting out, but they come out with three wide receivers, a tight end, and a tailback. Mm-hmm. They feel very comfortable taking that tight end, splitting him out as a receiver. He's a good athlete. He catches the ball. He does all those things. They can put him in the backfield as a second back and, and have, a, have him as a blocking back. They can motion him and do some different things to try to change the strength of the formation. So they feel comfortable with the same personnel. Because, and then what they're going to do is they're going to they're get up to the line of scrimmage and they're going to snap the ball. I mean, there's plenty of times when these guys are snapping the ball with 30 seconds to go on the play clock. They're no. usually snapping it with 20 seconds to go on the play clock. You know the Aggies don't snap it unless there's five seconds to go on the play. Right. So, you know, they're going to get up there. They're going to move. They're going to let their experienced quarterback get in there, make some plays, call some audibles, set some things up, and roll, right? Mm-hmm. Look, they, they, they aren't complex in what they do. They use motions. And some misdirection with things, but it, the the actual play calls are the same. Yeah. The passing schemes are the same. They like the they like to use the play action
0: very well. Well, they're good at the timing of it. They know right. they can tell when the defense is starting to creep up, waiting for the run, and they just seem to hit them. They did it last year with Burks over and over, and uh, I mean, of course, they don't have anymore, but they got the other receiver that's big and tall, and he looks pretty impressive. Yeah, and and so, you know, they they don't try to
1: overcomplicate things, but they do what they do very well. Yeah. Right. Something as Aggies we need to understand and, and sort of put into our playbook, I think. Look, they're also experienced. Everybody other than the tailback Sanders is a junior senior. Mm. Sanders is a sophomore. Every other starter on that team, on that offense, offense, is a junior or senior. You know who else had that? App State. App State. Hmm. State. And what that allows them to do is, is sort of do all those little things with formations and everything else without having any problems with the folks not, not knowing where they're going, right? Yeah. So it's a pretty big thing. We've talked about it. Experience is important. One of the issues the Aggies have is we are young. We continue to say that, of course, you know, and it's, and it's true. And it is true. Right. But that also means that as a coach of staff, you should simplify, right? Look, we're going to start with K.J. Jefferson because K.J. Jefferson is
0: the straw that stirs the drink. Here. Of course. Um, well, he is in the offensive line. The two between the yeah. two, they go hand in hand. They're great. But, yeah, I see what you're saying. Go ahead. Look, and Pittman, Pittman is an O-line
1: guy. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh. He is an O-line guy. That is his thing. Mm-hmm. And that's why they, year in and year out, that is one of the top offensive lines in the country because right. of it. But K.J. is a guy that's completing over 70% of his balls. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Everybody talks about the fact that he's just a runner, not a passer. Now, go watch him this year. Yeah. He has developed a, as a passer big time. Yeah. He's, he's, he's good throwing the ball down the field. He hits his guys. He gives them a chance. He is, he is reading defenses. You go watch him, and he is moving from the, and reading yeah. the defense from one receiver to the next, to the next, to the next. And he checks it down when necessary, gets it to that tailback. But
0: if you ask me, he's playing the quarterback position at a very high level. Well, how are we going to get pressure on this guy? We haven't put pressure on quarterbacks, especially last week. What are we going to do different? Yeah, and absolutely. So that's going
1: to be one of the first questions of what we do defensively, right? I mean, I think against these guys, you, you especially on passing downs, you have to bring some pressure. You have to yep. bring some blitzes. Whether it's the outside line or the linebackers, whether it's the 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 safeties, the nickel, you know, the corners, whoever, you're gonna have to bring pressure to create on him. And here's the other thing: you got to be
0: careful sending those corners because that dude's a big dude. Yeah, he may just hit him, throw him off. He may just shuck him, right? See, that's what I think we're gonna tell a lot in this game. The first couple possessions of Arkansas, if we're if we're playing that easy defense where Mm -hmm. they just let him throw the ball, we're, we're screwed. If we don't get up there and get pressure, we do that three-man front, and it's it's over because Pittman's gonna sit there and run the ball right up the middle as many times as he wants. And once we see, he sees us trying to collapse over the top, um, and and
1: here's the thing with KJ, it's not it's not all on him. And they put him in good situations, right on first down after they've run the ball and pounded you, they'll go hard play action and then boom over the top. Yep, right. They're going to allow him to make big plays, mm-hmm. but based off of the situation, right? Yeah, exactly. Not necessarily always on passing downs and all those things. They're going to do it on, in early down situations where it's short yardage, different things to create some of those great opportunities. Um, look, the other guy that's been huge for this squad is the tailback. Look, Raheem Sanders right now leads the SEC in rushing. The dude is has been just phenomenal. And I watched him. Look, he's got size, he's got speed. He's getting his vision is improving every every day. You see him just start making cuts back and different mm-hmm. things, you know, to find those holes. That dude that dude who last year was considered hey, look, he's, he's he's a speed guy, this and this and that as a freshman. Yep. He is a full one hundred percent all the way around running back. Yeah. Good. Um, We're going to have problems with that. 453 yards on the season so far, 6.7 per carry, three touchdowns. Uh, That's 147 per game, by the way. That's a pretty good little haul. Mm. Um, You know, I think that that's what's going to give us some problems, especially if our linebackers aren't playing a lot better because that dude's going to make you pay.
0: I see a lot of problems right now. I'm just saying. I see a lot of problems. I see problems with their offensive line. Yeah, the way our D line is playing, uh, not getting any pressure, mm-hmm. um, standing up against the run. I see problems against that. Uh, if our defensive backs are coming up, I'm afraid they're going to take us over the top. I mean, I see a lot of options for Arkansas to score here. And I'm not trying to be a negative Nancy no. on A and M. I just what I've seen this year. Right. I think it's it doesn't bode well for A and M right now. So unless we make the, changes, it's place where the
1: place where you know, I don't think that they threaten you as much as that wide receiver. They do have, you know, three different guys that have 10 or more receptions, right? But the it's not Trey the wide receiver. The, the, the tight end, uh, Hazelwood, the transfer from Oklahoma, Landers, Landers actually leads them in
0: receptions. Those guys are there, but they're usually a, in one-on-one situations, right? Well, that's the thing is these guys are going to be having their eyes in the backfield and when the play-action pass hits them, it's not the wide receiver that scare me so much. It's our defensive back keeping their eye on the backfield saying, hey, I need to help out on the run. Right. Because you've seen Chafel come up and make plays. Not, not to mention the fact that they use their tight end, and we know exactly. how, how well we've covered the tight end yeah. so far.
1: Yep. So defensively for the Aggies, what do we need to do to improve this situation, to try to get to a place where we're at least holding them on first and second down in that running game and forcing them to be in uncomfortable downs third
0: and long? We need to – got to put pressure on we got to get up there and stop the run. we got to – McKinley Jackson has got to be a dominant player that we think he can be. Um, Regis has done a good job last week. Uh, Rakes doing a decent job. They're doing a good job, I think, in that four-man front stopping the run when there's four of them up there. But we, I want to see guys get pressure in the backfield. Tackles for loss. Yeah. Sacks. Quarterback pressure. Something caused turnovers, but we haven't seen that. No. and now and the thing about Durkin, what we he, he's proved us wrong over and over because we're like, oh, he's gonna make a change. He hasn't, and that's yeah. what frustrates us because he so, always goes that three-man front again. Here we go. I think there's two things that
1: that definitely to be a part, <clears throat> the focus here for this defense to be able to hold these guys to let's say under 20 points, under 20 points to hold them under 20 points. Two things that need to happen. Yeah, if you ask me, one is. We have to stay in a four-man front, right? And like you said, those guys inside, whether it's Regis, whether it's Shamar Turner, mm-hmm. Rakes getting McKinley Jackson back would be huge, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you know Brunel Dindy, I think is close to coming back. When he comes back, that'd be great. It looks like Nolan is still out. He, Get he's back, yeah, he's getting him back, getting him back would be another big part of that. And then a defensive they, they end, yeah. letting Diggs, yeah. letting Stewart, mm-hmm. letting uh, uh, Overton, mm-hmm. right? Those guys come in and just you know create some create some havoc from those defensive ends positions. But just letting them play, 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 play. And here's the second part, and I think this is even more important and key because those four guys up front are going to do what they do. But those two linebackers, you got to take all pass responsibility straight off that linebacker other than the tailback. Basically to where their, their, the key, their key is 100% tailback.
0: Yeah.
1: So not, not splitting them, one going one way, reacting to motion. Mm-hmm. Nothing. If the tailback don't move, your eyes don't move, right? Mm-hmm. If the tailback goes, you both go. Because they have to be a big part of that. And then, obviously, you've got to bring down one of those safeties to play the quarterback. Right. Yeah. Because on all those zone re- zone reads, he's always a threat to get out there and run. Exactly. And you have to be some,
0: You have to have somebody there to to stop that. I mean, we have the talent and the athletes to man up on this team. I don't understand why we haven't done that this year and impose our will like we talk about every week. We haven't done that, and yeah. we should be able to. I mean, we have the talent to do that. We have more talent than Arkansas has. Yeah. They're just. If, if, you were to take, if you were to take recruiting classes as your oh, barometer. Geez, yeah, exactly. As your right? barometer. I mean, we should be a top 5 team if you're doing that. So I
1: think if you can do that, and mind you, simplify first and second down for those young guys. Make sure that they know what they're doing where they can just go play. And then third down is when you can get exotic. If you can hold them first and second down early – Go get exotic, do whatever the heck you want to bring guys from wherever, right? Yeah. And but you have to hold them to third and long because if you put them in third and short, they're gonna run right at you when that happens. Right. They are. And and we've we saw what happened against App State. And and, and and happen again.
0: if, right. If they don't make changes, like we're talking about, the App State game's gonna happen again and we're gonna be frustrated because they're gonna keep doing the same thing. Pittman will do the same thing over and over. He has the offensive line too do uh, he knows how to use his tight end. And he's got a big quarterback. I mean he can run the ball the whole game probably. All, all game. Four play, four downs. I got four downs. I'm gonna get a first down. And
1: so that's that's gonna be the question, right? Can they make those adjustments? And in the secondary you just gotta go man up and play, right? Yeah. You gotta go but you know, you've got one of the best secondaries in in the country, if you ask right. me. Yeah. With especially with the freshman back at corner. Now you've got a little bit of depth out there. You've got uh, you got Chappelle, which, you know, has played exceptionally well. You've got Gilbert in the coverage area. You know, Richardson is probably the guy that I would assign to the quarterback, bring him down in the box to, to, to play the quarterback Yeah. with Antonio and whether it's, you know, George Jalen Jones, Harris, mm-hmm. um, some of these other guys at the other corner spot. I mean, you've gotten, you've got guys that can play. You can use Bryce Anderson who proved that he's ready to roll. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you've got depth, you've got guys that can play, you've got guys that can cover. Use that to your advantage because you've got to stop the running game against this
0: team. Yeah, I, I wouldn't play Russell too much, to be honest with you, this game. The way he's looked in the first few games, out of position, lost. I mean, he's gotten some tackles just because it, he happens, they happen to run it at him. Yeah. You know, it's not like he's making a play, they're running the ball at him. The problem is you don't have another choice, right? White's still out. You don't you don't have a choice, and that's why I said you
1: have to simplify for those linebackers. Take everything else off his off his script, right? The only thing he should be looking at is the tailback. He doesn't have to adjust for motion. He doesn't have to adjust for anything else. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about misdirection. Don't worry about nothing. Where that tailback goes, you go. And to me, that's that's got to be the key for those linebackers because you don't have anybody else. It's got to be Russell. It's got to be Lee. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can try you know some of the the one of the
0: freshmen Harris's, you know. Because uh, Diggs isn't the answer at linebacker like that, trying to cover those guys. No, he's not the answer. No, uh, Cooper can. Cooper can absolutely cover a running back. He can. He could cover a tight end if he thought about it. If you keep an eye on him. And I'm not too worried about Cooper, right? I mean, Cooper's been pretty good. He hadn't been as good as we hoped he no.
1: would be because he's not getting protected as much by the defensive line under a three man line, right? When you can, yeah. So, so I think you protect those guys and let them run to the ball but you take all other responsibilities away from him and let him go. You put, who do you put on the tight end? Well, you put you put your safety on the tight end, right? Yeah. You let the, t- the safety go cover the tight end. You let Antonio cover the slot. You know, you've got guys for all those things, whether you flip-flop those guys. So you've got options to do those things. You just have to, have to, have to stop the run. That means those linebackers got to play nothing
0: but the run. <coughs> yeah, let's stop the run and – Make them beat us with the pass. Is that what right. you're saying? I so, think yeah. so who's your key player for this defense? Mine, McKinley yeah. Jackson. I want to see him in there and dominate the game. I want to see him get in there. I don't understand what happened last week. I understand the first couple weeks he was hurt. Yeah. But we've seen the pass of that guy. He's going to take two two Arkansas Razorbacks to block this guy, is what we saw in practice. I mean, he's powerful. He's quick. Yeah. He causes havoc. I think he can get in there. And he's going to help Cooper more than anybody else, because he's going to take on some blockers. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I think McKinley Jackson is my player, and I picked him before I think it was last week maybe. I don't know. Well, he needs to get on the field to be there. Yeah, I don't get that. So, I think because of what I just
1: said a minute ago, I think my key player is exactly the guy you said needs to come up, Russell. I think it has to be him because he's going to be on the field, as it turns out, right? He's one of your two linebackers. Without White in there, he has to play better. And if he doesn't play better, they're going to run the football. That's just the way it's going to go. So my key player is him, which means that the coaching staff needs to take a lot of other crap off his off his plate, right? Right. It needs to be simple,
0: simple, simple. That's your only job. Right? They should dumb, dumb down the whole defense. Yeah, and I'm just saying, you know, go get them. Yeah, because on th- and when you come in there, and if you
1: want to go third, third down situations, mm-hmm. just sub them all, right? Sub in, sub yeah. out, sub out. Russell, right, f- and bring in another DB, right? And now you can get exotic and do the different things you want there. But simplify, simplify with your base packages. Go stop the run and force them to throw the
0: football and beat you over the top, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I would force them to beat us throwing the ball and not running the ball. Because if they're right. running the ball, they're going to dictate the whole game. Oh, yeah, if they're
1: running the ball, they're going to do both. Yeah, it's, it doesn't matter. I, I want to say one other thing, and I want to talk about their offensive line for just a second, because... I think it's a great teaching opportunity here. You know, go watch their offensive line, and one of the things that you see while our guys are sitting there, and then especially those guards are so fast to try to get up to the next level block and get to the linebacker. Go watch these. Go watch Arkansas. Those guys are patient. They sit in there. They stay with the defensive lineman, make sure there's no penetration, and when the linebacker becomes a threat, then they'll come off and get him. Right mm-hmm. They're it's such. They're so technical about how they operate. It's not that they're exceptionally strong and get all this crazy movement, or they just—they're just so technical. Good coaching. Good coaching. Coach. Great coaching. Patient to get to that to that next level. Stay on the stay on the defensive line. Cut off penetration. Mm-hmm. Do the things you have to do there to control control the running game. Go watch them and compare them to the Aggies, and you'll see a big difference. Hopefully the Aggies have who have improved over the last few weeks continue right. to improve and do some more of that. So all right, let's go to their defense, right? Okay. They base out of 4-2-5. In reality, they probably go about half and half in, with a three-man line.
0: Mhm.
1: Um, and you know, they're not overly complex. They they bring some blitzes especially with some of those with those linebackers. Um, they do a little bit of stunting inside of their defensive line every once in a while, but they don't do it very, you know, that much. Uh, they, they'll they leave the corners on an island 100% uh, and let those guys cover. Um, they'll play some zones sometimes. I'll tell you a couple of things that I noticed from this defense. Go ahead. First of all, they're all juniors and seniors. They've been around for a bit. They can, you know – They've got experience, mm-hmm. okay?
0: They've got already 17 sacks on the season. That's what I was looking up. I was looking to see. I heard something about they might be the top of the 17 sacks on the season, and their leading sack getter is
1: Sanders, Drew Sanders, the transfer from Alabama. Look, Alabama right now is wondering why the hell did we let this dude yeah. go? You were talking because about him last weekend. Go watch him on film. He is Everywhere. all over the field. Everywhere. Making plays, tackles, sacks. They bring him they bring him to pressure, they will stick him on the outside and let that guy rush the the quarterback. He's an incredible athlete for a linebacker. His size, mm-hmm. the dude, mm-hmm. I mean, he is playing out of this world. Um and alongside Bumper Pool, right? Yep. Who's a who's a darn good linebacker. He's not the same sort of athlete that that we get in Sanders, but yeah. boy, he's consistent, man. He's always in the right spots. He's downhill. He'll go make some plays. And so that combination for them really, really is
0: what solidifies that defense. Yeah, bumper pull. He's working on his 10th year in Arkansas. <laughs> he's gotten uh, his doctorate. Um, but yeah.
1: Look, those guys are sort of the guys that keep it moving. They're constantly adjusting, folks, and doing all those things, they right? Have they do have good linebacker. They do have good linebacker. <laughs> but on top of that, their defensive line has gotten home on some pressure as well, right? Part of that is the fact that they forced teams into passing down, right? Allows them to tee off, right? So once again, offensively, if we get in a situation where it's third and long, third and long, third and long, boy, hold your hold on, because Max Johnson is going to get killed. Yeah, and Max ain't afraid
0: to hold on to the ball.
1: No, he's not afraid to take a hit. No, no. (laughs) Um, Two defensive ends, Zach Williams, Jordan Dominic, both have have created some pressure. Um, They'll those both of those guys will come off in the three man line. Um, They'll be in there with the four man line, and they really they really do a good job of getting to the quarterback. So uh, don't you know you can't put yourself in situations where
0: those guys are dictating what's happening, right? So guard plays gonna be a big thing for us because I'm not worried about our tackles as much. I'm worried about our guards. Well, those tackles have to brought those defensive ends. I think right? the tackles will be fine. They've been fine so, so far this year, yeah. pretty much. They held their own. The guard play is where, and that's you know, where that's where that middle the middle, that's where the third down and longs hurt you because mm-hmm. that's when they'll take that defensive
1: end, bring them inside, exactly. and bring Sanders off off from the outside, right? Yep. And all of a sudden, now you're starting to create issues with your guards yep. and the different things there. So those look. They're active, right? Everybody wants to talk about how this defense is showing them. They they are active up front. I will tell you this. Look, their corners are actually pretty good. Uh, McCuthern has a couple of picks Mm -hmm. already. The guys made some nice plays out there. They leave him on an island a ton, um, and he's done pretty well. The safeties is really their weak spot. So Can Can we exploit that? That's the question. So can you come back and exploit the safeties? Because they're not great cover guys. And a lot of times, they're still sitting there one-on-one in coverage because they do so many different things up front. And so, if you can take advantage... Anaya Smith,
0: by the way. I was about to ask you, if you're the if you're the offensive coordinator or Jimbo, what's yeah. your game plan come Saturday? What are you doing to this defense?
1: Yeah, and so that's that's the big piece right there. So, and how do you we attack... Had a good tight end that can go downfield and exploit mm-hmm. the safeties, wouldn't it? How do you attack... That group, right, and it does have. And look, the slot position, Ice has to, I think, can have a big, big game against those guys. Well, I think a tight end could have a big game. A against- tight end, the tight end could have a big game against those mm-hmm. guys. But not only that, you also force them to have to try to make decisions against your guy on the outside and Stewart running the post. Mm-hmm. Even you Brown, whether it's inside or outside, you know, trying to get over the top. So force those guys to help on situations because. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, you if you can't attack them, you're gonna have a hard time really establishing
0: yourself offensive. I think Marshall might be in line for a big game. Could be Marshall. I Marshall think he Marshall might on the be the outside. Not even the outside. I think they might get him more in the slot position coming over the middle because he's a big target. He is. And I think he would be a good shot just because I think they're gonna key in on a nice. Let me you say this. To- Somebody has to be on the field other than Chase line. I mean Chase Lane and Russell are my two players on defense and offense I just don't get why they're getting so much PT. Chase. I understand Russell, we don't have too many other options. Put your best players on the field. Yeah. Figure you've it got out. plenty of options for you Chase know, Lane. I've been in business for a while. Yeah. You figure it out. If you don't, you fail, you go out of business. That's what you do. Yeah, no, we've got
1: – They're not and figuring That's it out. the whole thing. They've got plenty of options for Chase, right? I mean, Yeah. You just set name one. Marshall is one. But not only Marshall, you've got Keith, you've got Moose,
0: You've got yeah. Preston. Yeah. I mean you got Thomas. You got rather have Price up exactly. there. Right? Exactly. Price. Um Price. Thomas. Price looked like a yeah, he looked like a willing blocker last week, and that means something to me. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he's a big target. Especially as
1: we're trying to get the running game going with HM, right? Yeah. So so as we look at it here, you know, against these guys, I think that has to be your thing. Now in the running game, what do you got to do? Well, you have to be very careful because they'll sit in there with that three-man line but have three linebackers right behind it and all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know, you're sit- you're still sitting there with it and they're bringing the safeties. They're aggressive with their safeties in the running game. They're bringing them down into the box. They're not, you know, you go watch them even against Missouri State, which obviously isn't, you know, threatening mm-hmm. to them, right, as physically anyhow. They were bringing the safety into the box on running downs and letting them play. And so... Their goal, like most defensive coordinators in football, is we're going to stop the run no matter what. And if you beat us, you're going to beat us throwing the football. Look, have they given up
0: some yards in the past game? Sure. But, boy, they're whooping up on folks right now. Well, they gave up 357 yards last week to Missouri State. Not all that was like it was against Cincinnati and South Carolina. Right. That was Missouri. They were moving the ball during the game. We watched that, and we were like, what is this guy doing? Besides Arkansas turning the ball over to him, Missouri was taking advantage of those mistakes. They were, they were getting their guys open. They were throwing the ball yeah. all over the field. So I think now they didn't that, run the ball. I think that with their, with
1: their defense for us as a running team, I think one thing that would help, especially in situations where they're in a three man line, mm-hmm. is have a lead block, a lead blocker in the backfield, right? whether that's the tight end sitting in the backfield and, or that's, you know, uh, oh, uh, that's right. Uh, 24, Green. the tailback, the other tailback. Uh, crown over. Crown over yeah. in the backfield as the lead blocker, mm-hmm. right? Whatever it is, doing some of that along with some man-running schemes to attack mm-hmm. the gaps in the defensive line and be able to account for those second levels without having to send your offensive linemen yeah. straight to them,
0: right? So I like what you're saying with that. I mean, I'd like to see Max Wright as that, that fullback almost and put Green at a tight end. I think Green's more of a receiving mm-hmm. option. And Max can still, after the block, he can absolutely, you know, get a couple yards if he has to. Turn around and make a pass. We saw him do it before. Last year, I mean, I think they handed the ball to Max or did something silly. It, was, it wasn't good to turn around.
1: And, and that's, that's sort of my point, right? I think you can attack that part of the defense doing those, those sorts of things. The other thing that can come into play is the quarterback run on the reads. He had, he had a couple of opportunities to pull. He did it on one, got a good game this last week, held it or gave it on the other, and you know, would have had, I think, a lot of room to run if he had kept it. You know, but implementing some of that could help. But I think more than that,
0: power running game – Power running game with a lead back. I like it. I think we need to go more tempo, too. A little bit something to get rhythm. Because we don't look like we're in a rhythm on offense. And when we do Follow look like... big plays, right? Yeah, when we look like we get a rhythm going, it just... It's our like pace it kills yeah. it. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, that's... No, that's, that's a great
1: point. Using big plays to create tempo, right? Yeah. Anytime you get a first, you know, 10-yard play, boom, get to the line, right. get to the next one. You know, and just don't allow that defense to sit <clears> there... <throat> And reorganize, recover, redo, you know, get, get ready to play again.
0: Get back on the line of scrimmage, force them to do it on the run, and get after their Because one of the things we talked about this Aggie team in the preseason was our depth. And we're not using that to our advantage because we're not doing pace. Yeah. And if something Arkansas doesn't have that we do have is depth. If we get up there and we, we're running, we got to run more than fifty plays on offense. We have got to run seventy. You got to get first dance. Eighty. Yes, exactly. You got to get first downs. But I mean, I'm saying you got to wear that defense out. Let's get pull tired. Let's get that. What's that other linebacker's name? Sanders. Talking? Sanders. Let's get them tired. Let's get them run all over the field. I'm talking. Let's get them sideline to sideline. Let's get those guards up in the second level and knock them on their ass. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Absolutely. And here's the other thing: don't, <clears throat> don't be afraid to use some
1: of those bigger bats. And yeah, you know, with with a chain. You know that's the other thing. Sanders will run sideline to sideline. Yeah, you're almost better off sometimes run attacking at it. right at them, exactly. right? Yeah, and forcing them to be more physical. Mm-hmm. So you know whether whether it's with a chain or whatever, but you know having the lead block and doing those things, also using more of the gap scheme where there are power and things, so that you're pulling those guards and tap tass- in through the hole, right? Mm-hmm. And getting somebody a tight end up in through the hole right at that tight end, forcing that guy to. Another thing that helps in in situations where you've got those guys that can run like that and cause misdirection, right? Right. Misdirections force them, you know, get them running one way and come back the other. And so, using some of that misdirection against that like very it. aggressive defense, yeah. Um, hey, maybe it's a maybe it's a little uh, wide receiver sweep. Coming as you fake the run to a chain or fake the sweep, give the run to a chain, just to
0: just we, to take them off their rhythm, right? We can't get behind the chains in this game because that defense is just going to pin their ears back, come after Max. There, because I mean, we can't abandon the running game. We Jimbo can't get pass happy. We got to, you know, we got to get in second and seven, second and six, third and three. You know what I'm saying? Short field, yeah. give us an option to get a first down, Then we start getting second and thirteen. Third and here's nine. We're, here's another key piece, and I think this is this is big. And you said
1: this last week, and they did it a little bit last week. So, but getting Max out from behind the offensive line, uh, the offensive line, mm-hmm. boot. You know, play yeah. action, boot. Yeah. Do some. Do, Who's do some. Who's expecting them to do that? Do They're not expecting. Do to. To, they I expect start. that with he is King?
0: They put him on the head. move. Yeah. You know, that doesn't mean on the move to run. On yeah. the move to pass. Yeah, right? Exactly. To the left. I mean, he's a lefty. You can't be. Most quarterbacks roll to the right because they're right-handed, right? Mm-hmm. You roll out when a third. Let's get them to the left. Let's get the little tight end play you know. action. Yeah, boot
1: around and over the top because that exactly. gives you the misdirection. Gets your gets the flow going exactly. in one way. Yeah, and then I like you an it. opportunity I back did. there. So those are just some things. Look, I'll call Jimbo there. Those are just some things that could that can help. Obviously, their aggressive nature hurts a double move with some match protection because of the fact that they play so much man on the outside, yeah. But boom let's go get a big one,
0: right? Because that's something Stewart and Smith can do as a double move. I don't know why we don't do that because mm-hmm. Stewart and Smith both have the quickness to oh, yeah. do a double move. But they can't, do they can't do it too quick to where right. the defensive back doesn't have time to react to it. They got you know, to sell it, you know, you, during the game. Know, and that's one of those
1: other things, like especially like on play actions, flea flickers, double moves, you know, you get some teams that are really good at it because – those receivers mm-hmm. or the tight ends that are gonna get the ball, don't get overly excited. You know, with us, our guys just run the route like it's a normal ass route. Exactly. So like, no, sell it. it's like, oh I'm gonna Yeah, I'm gonna come off the ball sort of mm-hmm. easy peasy, oh I'm blocking and then all of a sudden boom. Exactly. You know what I mean? Sell it, take your time, because those plays take longer to develop anyway. You don't wanna be too far down the
0: field. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they don't need a whole lot of space because they they'll make the space while that ball's in the air if they have to. They'll sit there and they'll get their distance. I mean if if you're running side by side Stewart or uh Smith, I'm gonna pick Stewart or Smith in a foot race.
1: Yeah, not to mention h a You know, both of those guys both of those guys have shown that they can go up and get a ball too. Exactly. Um you know, and you, you use the size for Price. use the size for Marshall. a Marshall, right? Green. So those guys have the size that you can go throw the ball up a little bit yeah. and go let them make a play against great. against those safeties that aren't as good in coverage and, and aren't going to be Give able to. Give
0: them a shot. we got the talent. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to see Max, you know, take a shot. Not, I mean, pull a Haynes King out in this, this kind of game. I'm not saying put our defense in a bad situation, but we need to take yeah. shots at, when we get them, and we got to capitalize on those shots. That's the only way – I see us competing and winning this game. Look,
1: offensive line wise, I want to see another week of improvement, right? I want to see another week of improvement. I want to see more Moko than Aki. I want to see no Aki, to tell you the truth. And at this point in time, I know who the better who the better player is, you know. And those guys have to start to gel together, right? Because mm-hmm. eventually, offensive line play as much as you want to get guys reps, do it, do it in garbage time, whatever. Because those guys have to learn to work together. The combo blocks are a big piece. We talked about sort of being patient in how you work with that, net, that center or that tackle to get up to the next level. Well, you know, that takes time. Sometimes we talked about it when I was coaching the offensive line back in the day. It's almost a feel, right? So as he's overtaking, he can almost – and now you know what that feels like, right? And those guys start to work together, and all of a sudden, they don't even have to do – communicate – Verbally, that much. They're, what they're doing is just communicating through basically through body control, right. right? And so, that's where they have to get at some point this season, when they're sitting in there, boom, pass block, and hear this guy's coming and stunting that feel of passing it o- passing it over from me to him, and still you being ready for that next one coming over the top because he's coming, right? Right. So all that is part of that, you know, familiarity. It's reps. It's just doing it over and over again in, in big situations. And for me, you can only do that by having the same group up there all the time. So yep. now it's time to let those guys play, keep them in the ball game, let it go. Let's right? do
0: it. Let's do it. All right. So who's your key offensive player for Saturday? Who's the key? I mean, I've got, I like Marshall at wide receiver, but my key is Max Johnson. Max Johnson reading this defense, getting us out of the right sets, almost being the coach on the field, yeah. looking at uh, what they're, they're bringing to him and his experience, hopefully, can uh, do that. And getting the ball to the tight ends and the bigger receivers and uh, taking shots downfield, play action. I like where your head's at.
1: I'm going to go Anaya Smith. Yep. I'm going to go Anaya Smith because I think nice can absolutely dominate these safeties. Um, not only that, but he can be that second back at times. He can do some things in with a wide receiver sweep, a jet, some jet motions, some different things. I think Anaya Smith has an opportunity to be a big play guy for
0: on Saturday. And I wouldn't be surprised if one of the tight ends gets a little bit more involved. Either. Well, the only problem I have with Anais was I think that the defense is going to key on him so much. That's why yeah. I think somebody like Marshall or even Stewart, Green, somebody's going to have a bigger game. Yeah, somebody because I think they're going to – Maybe double teaming Nia's nice, because what they've watched. If you watch the same tape we've been watching, yeah, then Nia's is see who they're looking for. And he's he's like, my guy. Yeah, I mean you're gonna. I'm gonna double that guy. All right. So score prediction.
1: Look, here's the thing. This offense has to score more than 20 points to win this game. I love our defense. Don't get me wrong. Shoot? I love our defense. They're gonna have to score more than 20
0: points to win this game. The offense needs to keep the defense off the field. Yeah, they need to sustain drives. I think Max Johnson's going to throw. I think he's going to have his best game yet. I mean, best game yet. It's only a second. <laughs> yeah. I think. I think he's, he, he threw for 140 big. yards last week. So. I think he's on double that. But I, I think he's on to double. I think he's going to made... go double? I think I he's like... on almost. I think. I think the final score in this game. I'm not high on the Aggies. I mean, i I'm going to say, Aggies 28, 27, close game. Aggies pull it out at the end. Somehow. I think the first half, we'll see. We'll we'll tell the tale in this game in the first quarter. Yeah. I mean, it'll tell right now. I mean, if I'm I'm betting this game, I'm taking the first half Arkansas line because I'm going to get plus points, and I think Arkansas is going to come out and do their thing. And if we can't make adjustments, we're screwed. So, I think 28-27 is my bet. The Aggies. But now – Look, everybody's going to call me a negative Nancy
1: and everything right. else, and yeah. they're going to say I'm a, I'm, I'm a longhorn or whatever.
0: Yeah.
1: But. How's the weather in Austin? It's hot. I'm sorry. Yeah. From what I've seen this season from these two teams, Arkansas is the better team Right? Now. They're more experienced. They have something that they believe in and do well and do it over and over again.
0: Yeah.
1: They're consistent. I don't see our. I can't. I haven't seen our offense. Anything from our offense that tells me we're going to score twenty-five points? We're going to need to.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think it's. Let's go, twenty-five to seventeen, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and by
0: the way, Arkansas plays Alabama next week. <laughs> so they be on, might be looking ahead, but. After what I saw from Arkansas last week, their defense looks vulnerable. That's what I like. I like that I think that we can take advantage. Of it. I don't know if we will. I don't know if our coaching staff is Unfortunately capable. they're
1: vulnerable they're vulnerable they're vulnerable in the passing game, which we can't exploit. So we can't
0: exploit anything. Right, right. now, I mean seriously.
1: Yeah, no and, and look, I expect the offense to be better this week than they were last week. I do. I you just, got just don't expect back, to be... you got
0: Foster back. I mean those I yes, don't expect just need to, to get me, gone. Right. I right. don't expect him to be that much better, so get gone. I, I just you like that? That's my prediction. Yeah.
1: All right, so Corey, you know we love this segment. Yes. Place your bets, boy. I'm ready. Ready. Alright, Georgia minus forty five against Kent
0: State, sixty two over under. God. I think Kent State's quick pace offense is gonna give that Georgia team the ball a lot. <laughs> I mean I I'm think I'm taking it, Georgia all day. All day. I mean, until I mean unless that lines like hundred. Kent State's
1: lost the game by a forty already this year to somebody a whole lot less good than mm-hmm. Georgia. So Yeah.
0: I'm I'm gonna take Georgia by the maybe way. Maybe the over two. Bennett maybe trying to get himself in <laughs> <clears throat> the high of the conversation. Bowers is awesome. Best yeah. player i I mean, most physically gifted guy I've seen this year. He's amazing. Missouri at Auburn. Auburn's minus seven, fifty one and a half. You're not gonna, gonna like it but I'm taking Auburn. <laughs> I don't think Missouri. I think Missouri's right on the, the FCS level right now.
1: Yeah, they're they're not good, and and Auburn's about to fire their coach. I mean, I think the whole thing's coming apart. Yeah, maybe Auburn can lean on their running game to win this. I, I don't know if Auburn I take them at lot. minus seven. They have more talent than Missouri. They should they should beat Missouri. I'm probably not going to bet that game, but that's just me. No, yeah, you probably will. My my probably will. Uh, Bowling Green at Mississippi State. Mississippi State's minus thirty fifty two over under. Thirty is a lot of points. Bowling Green is horrible, so. I would take Mississippi State.
0: Yeah, I just don't know. Mike Leach, what I saw last week, I mean, the offense is the same thing he runs over. and He mm-hmm. ran the ball more, but he still has problems. I mean, he gets the ball from the 20 to the 20 real well, but once inside the 20, he doesn't yeah. have – he can't get the ball in the end zone. He'll, he'll run it four plays or, you know, he'll run on fourth down or go for it, but he doesn't get it.
1: Yeah. I, I The thing that I get here is that against teams of this elk, mm-hmm. he's usually pretty good. Gotcha. Uh, Florida at Tennessee. Tennessee's minus 10.5, 10 62 over under. Man. You love Tennessee, don't you?
0: I, I mean, I love Tennessee. I'll, I'll probably put that one in a teaser, to be honest with you. Ten-point teaser, bring it down to a half point Have Tennessee. Because uh, that's – I like the I, over, what, by what, the way. What are you going to see in that Florida? Well, Tennessee might get the over themselves. Yeah, I like the over. Yeah.
1: Uh, and Tennessee's not exactly a defensive juggernaut, so – Yeah, that's yeah forward, give me some points. To yeah. Uh, Tulsa at Ole Miss, minus 21.5 for Ole Miss, 65.5 is the over-under. I don't know anything about Tulsa. I mean, give me Ole Miss. Ole Miss has been dominating teams. Sure. They haven't played anybody, but sure. Yeah. Go with it. Northern Illinois at Kentucky. Kentucky's minus 26.5,
0: 53.5 over-under. Northern Illinois just lost to Vanderbilt. Yeah, I, so I, mean, I don't, I don't love the lot. game, but I'd probably take Kentucky. Yeah, I'd take Kentucky too. Vandy at Bama. Bama's minus 40.5. Over-under, 58.5. These are the kind of games where... <sighs> Nick Saban gets it in cruise control in the second half and usually doesn't support maybe a touchdown, and uh, other team ends up with a backdoor coverage what they call it. you know. Bandy, I'm going Vandy. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of points. I
1: think 40-and-a-half is too many points. I think Vandy's better than they were last year. I think All Bama's right. got some issues. All that to say, Bama's going to win big. It's just not going to be 40 Vandy doesn't have much to play for. They
0: already hit their win total, haven't they? They did? Hey, that's a,
1: that's a big-time, big-time time bet already Duke, hit.
0: Duke hit their win total. Vandy. Uh, who was the other team? Like Kansas? Kansas. Yeah, he has a couple. Uh, New Mexico at LSU. LSU minus 31.5, 45.5 over-under. New Mexico is one of those, always one of the worst teams in the nation. You know they're 2-1. I don't care. Uh, 31.5 is a lot of points, though,
1: but probably still take those. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte's at South Carolina minus 22.5, 68 over-under. They pinched Rattler last week. I mean,
0: against Georgia. I'm pretty pretty sure it was because they were already, that, that game was over. I mean, South Carolina's talent level is getting better. I mean, South Carolina is going to win this game. I don't know if they'll win it, by. That's a lot of points. Yeah, for that team. All right, so that's the SEC. Yeah. All right, here's
1: some, here's some national games. Go it. Clemson minus 7 at Wake, 55.5
0: over under. Clemson, man, they have a hard time scoring the ball. If they're going to run and they have a good defense. I'll probably take Clemson. You know, I've been back and forth today on this
1: one, and I've been back and forth on two sides. One is... The over under, I mean, which is pretty low at 55.5. No, no, you're always um, You know, Wake is supposed to be this kind of team that's, that, that can score, mm-hmm. get the ball up and down the field. They like to use
0: tempo, all those things. But Clemson is known for their defense. Exactly. Clemson is known for their defense. And, and their offense hasn't team. been. Well, exactly. they're not running the ball. They have good running backs, decent running game. That ukulele guy, he hasn't impressed me at all. And the, Well, that sounds like you're leaning towards Wake. And seven no, points. I'm leaning towards. I don't know. You're leaning Planting, towards the under. <laughs> maybe the under, and uh, I think that defense is going to get uh, the ball back in good position where they can.
1: On the other side, though, this is probably the first test that defense really gets this year, right? Yeah, but Wake just doesn't have the, the studs. Baylor at Iowa State. My, Iowa State's minus three at home, plus or minus a forty-five.
0: And Iowa State. I mean, they're they're okay. I mean, they lost Purdy, they lost Hall, are running back. That's a lot to give. You know, that's a lot. Baylor of hadn't looked great.
1: They lost to Utah. Uh, who was BYU, BYU and uh, BYU? Then got tranched by Oregon. So. I take Baylor. Who do you like? You like mm, Iowa State?
0: I'm probably staying away from it. Though. Texas minus six and a half at Tech. Sixty points over under. I saw Tech play last week. Looked awful. If that quarterback's playing. I'm not touching Tech. I'm taking Texas.
1: I'd probably take Texas. Yeah. Uh,
0: we we'll I, I will ahead. say. I will
1: say this: six and a half is not not a ton of points. And they're going to Lubbock. They're going to Lubbock. Is that the over-under? Yeah. I like the over. Um, they're going to Lubbock, and I think that's a chaos. Know, that's...
0: always happens out there. Yeah. I mean, something stupid happens. It's crazy. I mean, I don't understand it. Tortillas are flying or whatever. Uh, I don't know what they get Flapjacks, something yeah. flying out there. They're idiots. Oregon minus 6.5 at Washington State. Washington State's been pretty impressive. I'm taking Washington State. Man. Yeah, I like I like that one all day, every day.
1: Yeah, Wisconsin, OSU minus eighteen and a half. Oh, Ohio State all day. man. I'm sort of leading the other way. Yeah,
0: I'm sorry. I know Wisconsin's You're got a loss all. to them, but they've got a, they usually play pretty good defense. Eighteen and a half is a Wisconsin lot. Wisconsin of... lost to Washington State. Yes, they did. Uh, Ohio State. Did you not? See, they scored seventy-seven points last week. Their offense is starting to ramp up. So who are you taking? I'm taking Ohio State. I'm taking Wisconsin. You're Here we go. We're on. 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 K State at Oklahoma minus thirteen. Oh, Oklahoma looked really good last week. K-State lost it. I'll take Oklahoma lanes. on that all they day. To USC minus seven, Oregon State. Ooh, Oregon State's not bad. USC, over under
1: 71. What's the rule about 70? The rule is take the over when Oregon State plays USC. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> all right. Questions from the tailgate brought to you by Frida Holmes, building Aggie dreams, FridaHolmes.com. Give them a call, take a look at the website, see what's going on. All right, question number one. Any
0: chance we catch, we catch Arkansas looking ahead to, to Bama? Yeah, I already said 28 27 final score. Aggies, um, we're going to sustain drives. Max Johnson will have his best game I don't yet. I think y'all heard um, me the first time. Durkin and Jimbo are going to watch the podcast done. and learn something, and we're going to win. Look, uh, is there a chance? No. I don't think they're looking ahead to, to Bama at all. One
1: thing is that this has been their rivalry, right? This has yeah, been this is, their game, right? Yeah, exactly. They, they they get pissed because we won whatever many. They want the recruits right. we have.
0: They're mad about that.
1: Look, they they won one last year. It's the first time in since we've been in the SEC. They're not looking over at Aggies because this is the game that they have to win. Yeah. I think there's no chance they they look ahead to battle. Yeah. Is this question number two, is this the biggest game of the season?
0: Yeah. By far, if we lose this game, if or whatever happens in this game, we fall yeah. to two and two. We still got Bama, Mississippi State, LSU, other teams. I mean, this this is the best team we played so far. This is App State on this is App State on steroids. You know what I'm saying? And that wasn't good at App State. Yeah, but, I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, I this think it's the biggest game. If we and... lose this game. Look, and I think
1: it's more than just win-loss, right? I mean, even if they, if they lose in a close game and they play well, they play better, I think you still have a lot to look forward to because as you talked about uh, in the last podcast, a lot of the teams that we're facing later in the season have had issues, all of them, really. Um, so there's nobody out there that you just say, man, they're not beatable at all. Now They can also all turn around and beat you. right? But if you don't show a good amount of improvement this week, I think that really, that really, really puts a damper on your season. So, it's big on how they perform. and how We they can win, this game. Don't we give can, we win can this game. We can win this game. We, yes. it up. we yes. can ugly this
0: game up like we did last week. We can win. Now, if, we, we, Arkansas, right? Like our primary rising? Mm, right now, no. LSU.
1: The LSU? Yeah. Love it. The Maggie's Woo! AP, Corey, signing out from the tailgate. Hello.